Gold Cans Nation, I got no fancy products or anything else like that to plug at the top of the show today. All I want to say is if you like the show and you're a true member of the nation, uh, you'll follow us, um, subscribe to the show, give us a review on iTunes, helps us a lot. Uh, You can now follow us on a new platform of social media. We're branching out. We're on Instagram. If you look at uh, Instagram or our Twitter or our Snapchat, um, you can find us on Instagram at Pod. You'll hear about all the latest that we're doing, potential live shows coming up on the horizon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And anything else like that. So find us on Instagram these days at ColdCansPod, Twitter at ColdCansPodcast, Snapchat at ColdCansPod. And once again, if you like the show, leave a review on iTunes. It helps us a lot. But our lawyers advise us that if you do any of these actions, you need to make sure you're 21 years of age. Yeah. Have you guys ever wondered... Why you got to be 21 to consume alcohol in public in this country? I guess I never thought about it like that. I mean, I can die for my country in the military at 18, but I can't buy a beer in a bar. Thanks a lot, Obama. I can vote for not my president, (laughs) but I can't buy a beer. Please. So... It turns out the the dr- minimum drinking age has changed over time in the United States and um, has gotten us to where we are now at 21. Let's take a look back, flashback, <laughs> Rewind, blast from the past. May, <laughs> you say. Yep. So back in 1969, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> about 30 states lowered the purchase age to 18. Uh, And this was primarily because the voting age changed from 21 to 18 in 1971 with the 26th Amendment to the Bill of Rights. Okay. So Uh, they they did the logical thing and they just lowered the bar right down the board. They said people who are 18 can vote now. Now they can drink as well. We'll get more sales. I'm sure the beer makers were behind that and the alcohol. But anyway, it was good business. Uh, (laughs) So most of that occurred in 1972 and 1973. Twelve states kept their purchase age at 21. But from 1976 to 1983, several states voluntarily raised their purchase age to 19, in part to combat drunk driving fatalities. And then in 1984, Congress passed the National Minimum Drinking Age Act, which required states to raise their ages for purchase and public possession to 21 by 1986, or they would lose 10% of their federal highway funds. That's not savings. No. And then at that point, you got to toll the people. And if there's anything I hate more than <laughs> not my president, it's a toll on the road. Well, I, I love my – he is my president. Oh, okay. Then the last president, it's tolls in the road. So to by 1988, all 50 states and the District of Columbia, do not forget about them. They are not represented in this government, but they are part of this country. Because why would we be represented by a bunch of clowns who live there? Why would they have any say Those in clowns it? on Capitol Hill. <clears throat> by 1988, all 50 states and the District of Columbia had raised their purchase age to 21. But Puerto Rico, Guam, and Virgin Islands did not. Who cares? If you had to guess the last two states to comply with the twenty-one age twenty-one mandate, what oh would you say? Well, I would love to say Wisconsin, but I feel like it was no, not it's Wisconsin. Unfortunately, I'm going to say like mm, uh, uh, it's 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 got to be one where no one lives: Montana and, and North Dakota. Mm, close, Wyoming and South Dakota. Oh, same difference. It, it Those really are that's, is. if you just put a mirror in between there, it's a mirrored image. <laughs> be all beautiful country. Oh sure, good of people. Course, of course. Good people. We, we got a, we have a cold cans loyal follower out in Wyoming at the moment. We do. One of our biggest fans. 
And so you may hear him later on the show. <laughs> Ooh. Teaser. Uh, so yes, drinking age twenty one. Standard that's where across we are the board. Now. Standard across the board. I don't think these are twists off. Oh, they are twists off. Okay. So at at, at twenty one years of age, um, we've all reached peak post pubescency. You know how a lot of people <laughs> talk about time as regards to before Christ and after death. Sure. Everything for me is pre and post pubescency. Okay. And twenty one. So PP, I PP. call it. <laughs> And uh, they're both PP. Well, yeah, they're both PP, so it gets pretty confusing. But don't worry about that. Uh, well, it's it's, it's, it's per P and Pope. You can hear it in the the range of the voice. So if it's <laughs> yeah. PP, P-P you know they're pre. If it's PP, you know they're post. Right. And speaking of who's post pubescency, the boys at Cold Cans um, are reaching it today on the twenty first episode of Cold Cans. It's our twenty first birthday. Woo! Before we reveal the beer that we're drinking today, I think we wanted to share a few stories of uh, our own 21st birthdays, some memorable moments of other people's 21st birthdays. Some goofs and gags along the way. (laughs) Hey, there may be spills, gags, and goofs, as you all expect from the Cold Cans boys. (laughs) Um, And and then we'll jump into the beer because we have a pretty nice segue. So I guess I can start with, I guess, what's a better story than my own, my wife's, my wife's 21st birthday. Uh, She is- Spotted Cow episode fame. Of, of course, naturally. Um, she was, uh, we were going to pregame, I know, before we were going to go to the bars for officially for the first time. And she's she's a she's a, a beautiful woman that was very easily able to get into bars before she was 21. Mm. So it wasn't that monumentous of a, a moment for her. So we're pregaming. Monumentous. They were pregaming. <laughs> um, Man, you mental. <laughs> we we were pre-gaming on the yeah. What did I mean to say there? Momentous, momentous, monumentous. <laughs> so we're pre-gaming on her porch. God damn it! All right, and uh, we're ripping cold cans. I don't remember what can. Probably a bush light. Mm. And we were gonna do some shotguns. And you know she's on her high horse because it's her twenty-first birthday. And she goes, Joey, because you know I'm out there kind of acting like a fool. I have a knife in my hand and I'm ready to do a shotgun. And she's like, Joey, be careful. Don't don't puncture through there the can and, and stab your hand. And I was like, all right, it's your 21st birthday. I get it. It's your day. But this ain't my first rodeo. I, this mm. is my 3,000th shotgun, all right? So, Do you know who I am? Yeah. You're going to really look at me and tell me I'm going to botch a shotgun? <laughs> and so I grab the can. I grab the knife. I puncture straight through it deep into my palm. <laughs> I have blood all over the place. We, we nearly have to call off the night because I have to go to the hospital. I'm bleeding like a stuck pig. Uh, <laughs> and I think the rest of the night was fairly uneventful, but really there must have been some Squealing seed like planted. That. God damn it. <laughs> there must be some seed planted in the back of my head that made me do it. Um, I don't know. Do you have any interesting stories? The, I think we'll have to anonymize our friends if we have Yeah, we might have stories. to anonymize our friends, but I do have a good one also involving blood. <laughs> um, one of my friends, uh, it was his 21st birthday. We were having a house party and... At a certain point in the night, he was already hammered, you know, the typical stuff everyone's forcing to drink. Sure. And then by, it was probably like 1230 or something, so not even, um, he hadn't even gone out to the bars yet. Mm -hmm. And um, someone gave him a bottle of Everclear and he started chugging it and did like a five count, you know, on the Everclear. Sure. And then that was the nail in the coffin. He went back to his bed (laughs) 
or was guided back there. I don't know if he made it on his own mm-hmm. and started vomiting. People were trying to get him to vomit because he was just blackout at that point, unsafe. And it was red. It was all red that he oh. was vomiting. It, it turns out, we all thought it was blood. It turns out the birthday cake he ate was red velvet. <laughs> <laughs> and so That's there was- a terrifying moment. Right. Yeah. We're like, oh no, this is solid chunks and red. <laughs> this is not good. For people have been ripping Everclear at five counts all night. Mm. That's no good. So he he ended up being okay after being babysat all night. He's alive to this day. Good, good. Hasn't puked up red velvet ever since. I, b- I bet he hasn't been able to eat red velvet cake ever since. <laughs> what? What do you do? You have a good story? Oh, a friend one or your own? Um, my own was fairly uneventful. I was one of the older people of the group. I've always been old for the class. Uh, and uh, <laughs> we went out to the bar with um my now wife, who was younger than me, but like I said, she could get into wherever bar she wanted. And then our buddy Spencer, um, who's out in Seattle with us now. Um, we all went out to a classic bar called Lucky's, uh, very near my house in Madison. Um, we got rip roaring drunk. At one point, my shirt was torn off my body at Lucky's. <laughs> I think the picture is on our seen, Instagram. Yeah. Check it out on IG, baby. Uh, stumbled our way back. I, um, t- tried to basically tear through the wall of who was eventually my best man, one of my roommates to, to, <laughs> to ask him why he didn't come out, even though he wasn't 21. Um, and then uh, realized I had forgotten my phone downstairs. Well, it turns out my wife uh, hid my phone because she just wanted me to go to bed and not cause a ruckus. And I fell down the stairs trying to get my phone so I could call her and tell her I was having a good night um, and was bruised from tip to taint for the rest of the week. <laughs> uh, so it wasn't really that crazy, but it was, you know, the type of night you'd expect. Um, what about yours? How was your, how'd your 21st go? Mine was on a Monday. And That's a tough one. That's a tough draw. Yeah, I was a very studious young man in college, so I wasn't going to get all rip-roaring drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe I went to the Nitty Gritty in Madison, which is the typical birthday bar. Yep. Got my mug where you can refill it unlimited times on your birthday uh, with the balloon attached to it. But I think I probably only filled it up once or twice and then had the typical birthday shot where they call everyone in whose birthday it is. Yep. Had a little candle lit. Uh, but yeah, my roommates came out with me. It was a very tame night. I'm a very tame man. Mm. Well, you're currently Viral. shirtless. You I have am no shirtless shirt for this in episode. In the studio, insider so. scoop. Check out the Instagram for all those hot pics. <laughs> so you've become a little edgier in your old age. <laughs> well, what did they fill that that mug with? Funny, yeah, you should ask that, Joey. Let's get the, maybe the latest ever in the history of the show where we got to the beer we're drinking. The today. latest reveal. Yeah. So I was drinking that night. Blue Moon. Mm. The Tasty classic beer. Belgian wheat. Yes. White. Um, it is, yeah, it's weedy though. Belgian yeah. white weed ale. Yep. It, it, everybody's had a blue moon. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a classy beer. It pairs with an orange. We dunked our oranges in. I noticed you were dealing with a little bit of foam as you were trying to get these 21st birthday stories. I out. rocketed that orange slice through <laughs> the, and it's been spouting up for 10 minutes yeah, now. It's still happening. There's some sort of strange chemical reaction here. Oh, wow. It, maybe that's part of it. Maybe the orange, like the, uh, the acid in it makes it do some stuff. Well, you really muddled the orange as you were trying to open it. It was, yeah, it was pre-muddled. We didn't. We didn't, <laughs> didn't have, have a knife. knife. Yeah. So, so we're drinking blue. You should have had that one still stuck in your palm. We could have used it then, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I would have told you to be careful if you were cutting through an orange. <laughs> um, so we're drinking Blue Moon. Uh, like I said, everybody, I, I, it's a favorite of mine. I, I never complain if I'm at a house party and somebody's like, yeah, I got Blue Moons today. I ask if they have an orange, but I'll drink it even without it. Even yep. though it's a wheat beer, which uh, as, as astute listeners will know, gets me a little burpy. Um, uh, I enjoy it. What about you? Oh, yeah. It's, it's a very drinkable beverage. That's why I don't know if I'd even had it before my 21st birthday. I probably had, but probably asked, like, you know, what's a good beer? And someone told me Blue Moon. 
and had it. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah. good beer, especially with fresh orange. So yeah, it's a Belgian style wit beer. Um, elephant in the room as always. It is brewed by M- Miller Coors, so one of the giants owns elephant it. Elephant in the room is the listener's favorite segment. <laughs> elephant in the room is what giant corporation <laughs> brews this beer that you thought elephant you in the room. Um, so it's it's a competitor to Anheuser AB InBev's Shock Top, uh, where we've all probably had as well with their wacky mascot. Uh, <laughs> I never understood that thing. It's just like an orange slice. Yeah, but he's sassy. But he's got a beard and a, he, he, a mohawk or something. He can match wits with TJ Miller as well on, on the commercials. Oh, yeah. That's how fucking the sassy The famous he commercials. Is. All the girls want the orange slice man bad. <laughs> But Blue Moon has no such gimmicks. They um, Actually, a cool piece of trivia, this is the first that I've seen this, at least with my own research. So originally called Belly Slide Belgian Wheat, the beer was created by an individual, Keith Villa, either Villa or Villa, Keith Villa, um, a brewer at the Sandlot Brewery at Coors Field, Denver, Colorado, so which was owned by Molson Coors Brewing Company. So one individual is credited with creating this beer. I think we've had a lot of beers that were made from way back when, and you can kind of look at how the brewery started it, but we can literally, this guy's still around. Who knows if those have stayed the same, you know, over the years. Yeah, totally. Those could change. This is, I would assume, the same from 1995. Yeah, so it's a a young beer, but it's so prevalent that you'd think it has some age to it, even down to, like, its branding. Mm -hmm. So, like, the the label is just a very simple, like, kind of pastel-colored moon and just a really classic font and everything yeah it's great yeah. and i mean they've expanded into so many other flavors too they always have like a seasonal variety pack weird shit like cinnamon and yep. uh and all that kind of stuff but um this the classic has remained the the most tasty I think. yeah and the, and this keith vill guy is still around he works at miller coors he's like a big shot guess who made a beer with chardonnay juice almost 20 years ago the same guy who invented blue moon He's the mind Chardonnay behind... Chardonnay juice? Yeah, I don't know what that means. But he's the mind behind the craft side. We'll of get intern Brian on finding out what Chardonnay juice is. I'll be back next week with the Chardonnay juice report. It's going to take you a week, Brian? That's all I can do. Your I... internship is over My next week. My dad is traveling and he takes me along with him. We'll we'll find out more about your dad at some point, but um, uh, get to the research, Brian. So, Joey, get back in here. One thing Brian did give me statistics wise is that blue moon has 5.4 percent alcohol by volume in most states however in oklahoma <gasps> minnesota colorado and utah the all alcohol content of all blue moon beers bought in grocery or convenience stores is 3.2 percent huh yeah so i really don't have a good answer for why that is the way it is but it's well, I know minnesota utah has some weird sense. laws about that kind of stuff like you can't buy stuff on Sundays, and there is something about the alcohol percentage of in grocery things. stores. I think so, yeah. But if you buy it in in like a liquor store, it'll have its classic five point four percent alcohol hmm. by volume. Um, so as we talked about, this was kind of made by one individual who was always affiliated with uh, Coors, but it, it bills itself as a craft beer pretty well, I'd say, it down to its branding, its taste, its price. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jesus Christ. Nine ninety nine <laughs> for a six pack. Yeah, that's absurd. Are you kidding me? I would. I would get a local beer over getting this. But so Blue Moon has come under fire from the Brewers Association for not stating on the bottle that the beer is made by Miller Coors. So apparently, nowhere around here. Brewed by Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. So they they make it sound like there's a Blue Moon Brewing Company, Brewing Company that um, 
that brews this, but really Miller Coors owns that. The Brewers Association says that this emission allows the Blue Moon Brewing Company to masquerade as an independent craft brewer. Mm. Independent craft brewers such as Greg Koch, CEO of Stone Brewing Company, agree that the multinational conglomerate brewer's use of bottle imagery similar to independent craft beers misleads consumers. And in May 2015, a California man filed suit against Miller Coors for the craft beer labeling. So there's quite a bit of controversy around this kind of maintaining its independence when really it's just part of a major umbrella. Yeah. And I mean, the craft industry is like voracious in mm-hmm. protecting the sanctity of, you know, being called a craft brew or a microbrew or whatever it is. And the more I kind of get into that culture, like before this oh, podcast, I didn't know please. much about it. The more I'm like, just fucking give it up, guys. Like, let your yeah. product speak for yourself. What is this deal with your, it's this cult-like fucking like you said, the sanctity of, of the, yeah. the idea. What do we classify as craft beer and what don't we? Like, who gives a shit? I don't know. I, I don't I don't get it. Right. I mean, they hate the big guys because they're making more money and they've figured out how to make more money. Yeah, and distribution puts them at an unfair advantage. Right. But people just, a lot of people drink beer to just get all pissed up, as we've talked about on probably every episode so yeah. far. So people don't need the, like, beer you have to chew and, and pretend you're enjoying it just so you can be pretentious and sit around and... <laughs> yeah, and if your beer, the beer you have to chew, if if there's a big enough market for that, you'll be just fine. And if your beer sure. does speak for itself, you'll be just fine because um, you can assume that if there's a giant company like Miller Coors or AB InBev that's distributing the beer, it won't have that sort of bite to mm-hmm. it. But if the market will determine the price and the demand. Right, so we have to... We're forced to be this How's fucking... lawyer? <laughs> yeah, we're forced to be this patron of the arts and and say like, oh, we have to drink craft beer for six bottles or six dollars a bottle, um, and and then and then they go after the blue moons of the world. But I don't know. I'm not too concerned about it. It doesn't like I don't like thumb my nose at the idea of drinking a blue moon. Certainly. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Nick dipped into the orange. I think we might get, be getting dangerously close to the uh, latest edition of a fan favorite, edible or shedable. People love it. We Let's do, do it. Who cares? All right. We got a new bag out today. So today we've gone away from the jerky trash that we had before. Jacklings AM, very, very edible. And we'll get a picture no, of this, no. but we're drinking... No, we're not drinking. We're eating Cheetos mix-ups, extra cheesy mix, and that extra. You mixed up the intro. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a (laughs) mix-up. So this is four different types of Cheetos in one bag. We have cheddar, and this is the classic Cheeto. It's kind of the turd shape that you kind of expect. The crunchy, yeah, crunchy turd. Nacho cheese. This is uh, in the shape of basically a waffle. So it's a waffle, waffle fried Cheeto. We have double cheddar, which is a cheesy puff. But that's double the con- cheddar content. And then we have Parmesan puff balls. Oh. So all in one bag. Something a little bite. We think this will pair that, well as like a bar Get that crinkling snack. right into the mic, please, if you could. Straight into the mic. Crinkle that bag. Okay, you tried. What did you just try? The first thing, classic. I, the first thing I noticed is all the puffs are at the top of the bag. Whoa. That's going to knock it. Love something. Package settling is a big deal. Package settling it in is. In the snacking industry. All right, well, let's start with the puff. The double cheddar puff paired with the blue moon because you have this is all about the, the pairing. That's really good. It does pair well. I'm, I'm a fan of a, a puff. I'm gonna it's try weird the because, as everyone knows, with a puff, your saliva will dissolve it, and yeah. then when if you're drinking something with it, it, just turns to mush in your mouth. I don't like that at all. No, I didn't mind it. I thought that the no. mush went pretty well. But try the waffle. Okay, waffle. Here, cheers. 
a lot of good dead air our, our listeners love. I'm trying the Parmesan bite. If you didn't like the puff of the double cheddar, you're not going to like the Parmesan bite. They're okay. The, same thing. the nacho cheese waffle was not bad. I liked that. A little if crunchier. This, if this were in a bowl of bar snacks in front of me at a bar and I had a delicious blue moon um, with an orange slice sticking out the top of it, I'd be all over this. I'd be... I, I wouldn't complain. I would I'd complain be all if over they this put those fucking dried turds we had last week. Jack I wouldn't Link's be all over AM? that. Yeah. You mean the ones that were determined to be edible uh-huh. by two of three hosts that day? Well, all right. Then the classic cheddar Cheeto. Pairs well. I'm four for four. This is very edible. Of course it's edible. It's Cheetos. These are, yeah. People. Okay. Folks, if you're out drinking a blue moon, when you go to the grocery store and you're listening along and having a blue moon... Make sure you swing by the snack aisle and you pick up the four flavors and shapes. Cheetos mix up extra cheesy mix. It's very edible. And if you're as lucky as the Coal Cans boys, they will be on sale at your local grocery store. Yep. We had buy a minimum of two and get them for a buck ninety nine a piece. Thank you. We regularly three thirty nine. Might as well light <laughs> your fucking bank account on fire. Kill the teller and light the whole thing up in flames if you're not buying the, the four cheese Cheetos. Uh, well said. <laughs> I really came out with that one. Cheddos. Well. <laughs> Get them today. Right. So back to the blue moon. Um, maybe we should read some some statistics. I cannot talk today. <laughs> maybe we should read some beer advocate statistics. On Joe, this why don't we go to the beer advocate page? All right. This is a Coors Brewing Company beer, five point four percent, as Joe mentioned earlier. Oh. Vitebier style, also known as Belgian Moon in Alberta and British Columbia. Hmm. Who would have known? Who would have thunk different, it? Different name north of the border. We have Belgian wheat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the, the community gives it a 78, which translates to okay, and the bros give it an 83, which is good. Wow. Yeah, pretty high praise. That's about in line with what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. It's a very drinkable beer. It's anything that can be paired with like citrus that well and it's brewed with orange as well that's why you can serve it with an orange but anything that can be paired that well with something is good by me yeah and, very and, refreshing and unlike some of the beers we've had like the 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 pineapple beer the um chef and hoover hefeweizen it's it's meant beer. to be paired with an orange but it doesn't stick i mean it's brewed with sort of an orange the orange garnish to it but um but it's not like overtly like it's not meant to taste like an orange is already in that bottle, like right. the pineapple beer was. And so this so. one is is really meant to to have that with it. So you actually have a fresh orange on it, and I think that's what really helps it taste so good. And you may be asking yourself, "Hey, cold cans boys, how did the orange garnish get its start?" Well, I'll tell you, you stupid motherfucker. When we first started distributing Blue Moon Belgian White, now I'm talking as as the brewers uh, from BlueMoonBrewingCompany.com. We indeed. Uh, across the country, we noticed something. Lemons. Now what you say? What the fuck? We're talking Are about we talking oranges about or are we cars? talking about lemons? <laughs> I bought a lemon. <laughs> yeah. A guy goes yeah. down to the, the car dealership and the guy's trying to tell me, oh yeah, this 95 Honda Elantra, I don't <laughs> care if they wasn't made back then, this was special edition. He says, this is an old woman, she just, she drives from work mm-hmm. to home. She don't beat it up. And she goes from church to home and she <laughs> drives 24 every time. Mm-hmm. This car is in pristine condition, despite being 22 years old. But I bought it. You take it home with you. Next what thing you I out? know, 
I drive it off the lot, he says. You drive it off the lot, it drops 2000 in value. Tie me up and call me sad. Oh, tie me up and call me broke is what it is. <laughs> I got to pay for lemon. all these repairs. That's a lemon. Please, Joe, continue. So when we first started distributing Blue Moon Belgian White across the country, we noticed something. Lemons. Oh, I'll tell you about a lemon. Lots of them, all curiously hanging off the sides of Blue Moon Belgian White, which is common practice for traditional Belgian wits that are tart. So people said, hey, this is a wit beer. I need to put a lemon in it. That's the way it's always been done. That's the way it always will be. Well, fucking hold your horses, (laughs) bucko. (laughs) Because the Blue Moon boys say, this isn't tart, you stupid motherfuckers. It's slightly sweet. So after a little thinking, Keith, remember old Keith Villa or Via? Uh, Keith suggests garnishing our Belgian white with an orange slice to heighten the citrus aroma and taste from the Valencia orange peel, which is used to brew the beer. Well, needless to say, it caught on, and uh, Belgian white was the first American beer that called for an orange. So wow. It was actually, we were being very <laughs> sarcastic about this, but like, it's kind of badass that the guy who fucking created this beer also was like, yeah, put an orange in it. And that's still mm. totally synonymous with drinking a Blue Moon today. Yeah, it all started at that epicenter of like Coors Field or whatever where he originally made mm-hmm. it. And then it just like emitted from there like to Makes the rest of the, the country like the now. Ballpark. It's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then says also do that. He's this weird like beer savant. It's awesome. That's, who works what a for cool Miller Coors, so fuck him. <laughs> oh, Anyone who it. makes money is a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think it's badass. Um... I guess that's really kind of all there is to say. The the, the beer advocate people like it. It yeah. pairs well with Cheetos mix up extra cheesy mix. <laughs> uh, it calls for an orange. Keith, it traced back Keith to one actually person. advises to get the mix up. Yeah, Keith said two things, and one's lost in history. He said, "Put the orange slice in," and also when Cheetos comes out with Cheetos mix up extra cheesy mix, pair it, baby. Gotta have it. The uh, one thing I'll say about the blue moon and the orange thing is like not every bar is gonna have a good orange slice for you to put in your mm-hmm. in your beard. They will find one, but it's not going to be edible. Yeah, be very shittable. True. So if you're in like a, you know, towny bar or something and you want a blue moon, just drink it. Don't don't ask for the orange. You're, you're going to get a shedable orange. Yes, very shedable. Like a nice bar, if you do happen to be in one of those like bars that are making craft cocktails and stuff, they usually use the orange rind to like make cocktails. I'll like light it on fire right. and shit. And so then they'll have some edible oranges. Oh, very edible. But what it sounds like is, I mean, it's a wit beer. So maybe uh, this is cold. Can- this is a new segment we're de- debuting called Cold Cans Tips. <laughs> if you're at a bar or if you're at home and you're drinking Blue Moon and you want a garnish and you just don't have an orange, well, maybe what you can do is pair it with a lemon. Most bars are going to have lemons. <laughs> lemon? <laughs> I bought a car on Tuesday. It's a sick 2001. Um, anyway, so yeah, you can uh, you, you can use a lemon because wit beers call for lemons. So I don't think that that would be absurd to put in your blue moon. No, despite it having a s- subtle sweetness rather than a subtle tartness. Mm. You like the pairing though, Joe. Is that what we're saying as, as our long tip? As, as long as I have a Cheetos mix up extra cheesy mix at my hand at the ready, and I do at all times. Yes. Uh, I'm, I feel like I'm going to be fanny just pack fine. full of Cheetos mix ups. <laughs> my fingers are a disaster. <laughs> Dogs um, love me. <laughs> so it's our 21st birthday. We're enjoying a blue moon. Do you enjoy it as much as you did on your 21st birthday? What was that, six years ago now? Uh, five years ago, yeah. 2000, what did you say it was? 2012. 12. Boy almighty, it's 2011 for me. It's just kids these days that grow up so fast. <laughs> um, 
So is it is it as enjoyable? Yeah, I mean, it's going down really well. This one, uh, they're cold today, folks. Mm-hmm. Sound the bell for the cold beer alert. This is the second time cold we've beer, had cold beer. Garnished with an orange, paired with Cheetos. Like, Get used I'm, to it. I really enjoy this. I'm having a hell of a time. I'm shirtless. <laughs> you did pop your shirt off at the it's beginning. Hot. It's hot here. It's really hot. Uh, but the, the beer refreshes you. So it does. Let's, yeah, let's... Normally, before we get to the rankings, we would jump into the mailbag and mm. um, read about, you know, infants that are drinking beer and other types <laughs> of things that we've read in the past. Well, today we have a very special mailbag. We opened the show with a couple stories about being 21. We asked our listeners to go out and leave us with some stories about themselves being 21. Yeah. We got some doozies in there. We did. Um, and we're going to save one for the very end that you guys... <laughs> well, at the end, we have to anonymize, hope. but... Our buddy has a real doozy. It's for a the... saga. It's a saga. I'll say that much. <laughs> so that's going to be the mailbag portion. You're going to have to tune in for that at the end of the show. Um, in the meantime, let's jump right to the rankings. So I think what I'm going to do this time, Nick, is I'm going to read. Do, Joe? I'm going to read every single one of the beers on the rankings. Do you think the listeners will like it if you read off every single beer on the rankings? We start today with Spotted Cow. Then we move to Rodenbach Grand Cru, Deschutes Swivelhead Red, Kona Longboard, Crikey IPA, Rainier. Blatz, Tecate, Palisades Pineapple, Eyinger Brewweiss, Eyinger. Rolling Rock, Schaffenhofer Hefeweiss and Grapefruit Beer, mm. Molson, Michelob Ultra, Miller 64, Miller Lite, Budweiser, Olympia, O'Doul's, and Smirnoff Ice. Nick, where do you bookmark it? I'm in the Kona and Swivelhead Red range right here. Which I like is, that a lot. Is, yeah, three, four. Um, I think... I can drink more Kona longboards in one sitting than I can drink Blue Moons. But I think on a single beer, I would prefer a Blue Moon to a Kona longboard. Well, we, this hasn't come up before. Are, are we, we've emphasized drinkability. True. We've emphasized Is sessionability value, important? But sessionability might be a new criteria. By the way, if I listeners don't know be. about sessionability, that's a word you got to incorporate in your vocabulary. Sessionability is all about understanding the context of the scenario that you're in. If sure. you're at a work party... What you're saying is you'd reach for a blue moon. If you're at your fantasy football draft, no. Yeah. If yes. you're at your fantasy football yes. draft, you'd reach for a Kona because you know you're going to guzzle a dozen. Yes. <laughs> Very sessionable. <laughs> okay. So where are you putting it? Hmm. I got to keep Kona above it, I think. Going off of thinking about the Hawaii, being in Hawaii for the first time. But you're 21st. Drinking Kona. It was on a Monday. It was dumb. <laughs> I hate all my friends who were there with me. No, it was it was a fine time. I don't remember anything from it. Okay. I had the picture that you can find on Instagram at Cold Cans Pod. Mm-hmm. That's the only memory I have really of that sure. day. Sure. Okay. So you, I'm going to keep it. Yeah, I would slot it after Kona Longboard. So number five beer. I had a Cracky IPA. What do you, what say you? That's where I had it the whole time. Okay. I was just going to see if you were going to move it around from there. I would never put it above Kona. Um, I do feel bad about Palisades Pineapple being anywhere near those. <laughs> kind of feel bad about putting Tecate there, too. Tecate is a little high. Up with Tecate is Spanish for a little high. <laughs> put it high. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would put it and feel extremely comfortable with sitting it at five um, under Kona above Crikey IPA. I like Crikey. Slot it. But, you know, we've had, we've had Blue Moon throughout our life. I think it has a really fucking cool story. Yeah. I do love the garnish. Um I do I like I order blue moons at a bar and I I yeah I I enjoy this beer quite a bit even though it's a wheat beer. I I didn't get burpy at all and I suck this thing down no problem. It's the citrus baby. The citrus yeah, it it cuts that, it. 
It cuts it. It cuts it. That's the scientific. Brewers would all agree. They go, those guys know what they're talking about. It cuts it. Yeah. That's, that's Keith, what it does. That's what Keith originally said. <laughs> Keith cuts it via, they call him, or Villa. <laughs> we don't but know. he's no villain. He's Brian, our hero. Brian, can you check on the via or Villa uh, differentiation as well while you're out? In a couple of weeks, Brian's going to get bad to us. Um, okay. We're so it's our, new, <laughs> it's our new number five. And what we're going to leave you with um, for the rest of the show is... How many, how many of these are we playing? We have three listener submissions. We ha- we received dozens, but we had to boil it down to these three. So okay. you'll hear three listener submissions. Uh, the last one is a long saga, but you'll want to get through it. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. I'm excited to listen to it myself. Happy 21st, Joe. Happy 21st to you as well. Hey, cheers, buddy. Hey, we're here. We're drinking beer. And you better get used to it. First birthday started out by shotgunning yeah, these camo high gravity. I don't know, they had a whole bunch of X's on the can. It was camo, it's a 24 ounce can of beer, and oh, it was fucking awful. You, you get to the bottom and you look in the can, there's a, a film like a fucking three inch. I don't know what three inches is, but a fucking three inches of film and that was what was going in your body at some point and it was just disgusting and I started off with that um, three of them before vomiting and then going to the bar afterwards it was embarrassing and lots of Goldschlager followed that and headaches for a couple days following that Cold Cans Podcast, here's my story about my 21st birthday. Uh, I turned 21 October of 2011. None of my friends were 21. I'm the oldest of them, so couldn't go out to the bars with any of them. Decided to go down to the store in Manoa, little gas station, uh, pick up a 12-pack of lineys. Got there, they didn't have lineys, so that was the first bummer of the story. Uh, so then I decided to go with a spotted cow six pack of that I brought it to the counter they didn't sell it to me because I look like I was 12 so yeah not a good birthday Cold Jams Nation I spent my 21st birthday so hungover kind of like this it's tough to even think about it it was Friday. I was turning 21 at midnight. I was up at UW Stout with my boys from high school. We were kicking back some drinks at the old party house they had. For some reason, my cousin was around there. He was a drug dealer, cocaine, anything he wanted, he had it. He's like, oh, it's your birthday? I'll take you out of town that night. I run this town. Well, we were drinking at the house, whatever. He had a duffel bag full of 100 G upstairs. He left it at this house. Then we went out to the taverns drinking. I went to every single bar in Stout. I was under 21 because I didn't turn 21 to midnight. I didn't have to show an ID at all. My cousin just said, he's with me. Then I got 
fucked up at the bars. I got so drunk. I'm infamous from this night that I puked. And I kept walking when I was puking. Kept walking. I puked from one edge of the block to the other edge of the block. A full line of puke on the sidewalk. That's how drunk I got. Then, later that night, I lost my friends. Don't know what happened. Wandering the streets. Somehow I found out where my buddies lived. I got back to their place. But I was a block away from where I was supposed to be. But was at a house that I recognized. I went in. Found a bunch of chicks I knew. Tried to get down on them. Didn't work out too well. So I moved around out of there after I embarrassed myself. Got back to my buddy's house where I was supposed to be at. And my cousin and some of his boys were in there doing some cocaine. Rolling up dollar bills, starting that shit. Chopping it up with the fucking blade. I never seen shit like that. That's fucking young little buck. Young little 20, 20 year old kid. Crazy shit. My cousin looked at me and he said, You never get on this shit, your family. I'll whoop your ass if you ever touch it. Well, I don't know much what happened after that. But I woke up on the futon with the world's worst hangover ever. Worst headache ever. And a fucking bloody nose. Did I do coke or didn't I? I don't fucking know. That's my 20th birthday. 21st. The Cold Cans Podcast is recorded in the Overcast Room at Cloud Studios in Seattle, Washington. Visit cloudstudioseattle.com 